Welcome to Law of Beer Me Strength. This is the podcast where we ask God to bear us some strength, and then we use that strength to pray without ceasing, talk about beer, and digest the issues. Also, sometimes we quote the office for your edification and our enjoyment, because we have freedom in Christ, your Lisa, and your March. Now, Lord, bear us some strength. How are you doing, Marge? I'm well. Yeah? How are you? I'm okay. I'm a little frazzled now. Yeah, why is that? Because I just forgot half of our intro. Yeah. I'm ashamed of myself. Yeah. But I helped write it. You, yeah. You mostly wrote it. And also, David watched watched it happen in real time. Mm-hmm. And Wait, who's David? David is this guy. What? He's Who? He's the first dude that we've ever had on the podcast. You have the very I, I, distinct... guess, I guess Hobbs doesn't count. No, he's not ever been interviewed. Ah, okay. No. But you're about to be. All right. Yeah. Uh, I I think I'm kind of prepared-ish. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not sure. Oh, I guess well, I'll still find now. out. It's too late now. It this is. is happening. Yep. You volunteered. So. I I did. Yeah. Welcome to David. David <laughs> Rethemeyer is your full name. I thought, that that is correct. I well, I mean, that's my first and last name. Uh-huh. My full What's name. My full name is David Chris Rethemeyer Jr. Just Chris, not Chris Topher. Correct. Really? I did mm-hmm. not know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So actually, that is my dad's name is my first dad's first name is actually David. Yes, um, I did know that. And so th- my parents wanted to call him Chris David, but Chris David didn't really sound very good. <laughs> wow. Hey, I'm learning stuff over here. Hobbs, stop snoring. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Hobbs is super rude. Hobbs is so rude. <laughs> So you're a junior, that's what you're yes. saying? Cool. Yes. Yeah, how's that feel? Uh, it can be very confusing, especially yeah. when we get mail. When mm. it's just David Rethemeyer mm-hmm. on the mail, uh, it's, yeah. Do you just arm wrestle for who gets to open it? Uh, occasionally. Yeah. Uh, it's very frustrating whenever thing, uh, like stores don't let me put like a suffix or anything at the end of Why my name. Why would they not let you? Uh, because sometimes they just don't have the field for it, or if you like, uh, try to have a space in your last name, well, it doesn't work. That feels like discrimination. Should Dis- write a strongly worded letter. I I, I to should Costco. <laughs> they won't let you put Junior on your card. There you go. There um, you go. I should do that. That's yeah. a good idea. Fascinating. What do you want to talk about, Marge? I want to talk about David. Uh, but first, how about we get some beer? I want to do. I want to talk about this right here. I wish we had a video portion of this podcast because David here, brought here, the I'll, biggest I'll take a picture bottle quick. of beer I've ever seen. Oh. It is called a growler. And this is a term I'm unfamiliar with, yes. but it's beautiful. So, yeah, I, I'm excited to potentially give you the two of you a little bit of beer education. Okay, well, open this sucker and then talk to us about All it. All right, so uh, this is a growler. It is a 64-ounce container. Uh, and uh, no, you cannot have any hops. I'm sorry. But uh, basically, if you go to like a microbrewery or a nanobrewery, uh, what you can do, because they typically don't sell uh, like packaged or bottled beer, is that they will just uh, pour one of these from the tap and huh. then they will seal it up so that you can take it home. And this will stay good in your fridge for about a week. It'll so. stay fizzy. It doesn't uh, go it, flat. It, it will. I mean, I actually got this on Sunday evening. Yeah? So You've been drinking out of it ever since? I have not. Oh. I have not opened it yet, so this is fresh. Spin it so. around. Let me see that label. 
Let's see here. So, yeah. Because I go. love this label. Yeah, yeah. So, this is from Old Bridgeview Brewing. Yeah. Uh, it is a nano brewery that is down on Front Street in Washington. Beer me that beer. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, it is uh, a excellent brewery. Me and my buddies uh, love going down there on a fairly regular basis. Uh, this one that the two of you will be enjoying. Uh, Marge, would you like to take everyone? Um, this is... I'm sorry, you just called me Marge. <laughs> He's never called me Marge. <laughs> well, I mean, I figured that, like, this is just what the podcast yeah. knows you as. This so is the I environment. Should, I, I, should, I, should, I should adapt to it. I just say, it. like, mm-hmm. no one... Mm-hmm. Other, like, people oh, have sorry, started... I didn't think you wanted anything. <laughs> people have started to call me Marge outside of you. Oh, And yeah. it's weird now. And I'm like, yeah. please don't. I'm sorry. <laughs> No, no just, this is your platform to just, say, please don't. Just, okay. No, 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 you can call. And like, me and David. Like, this it. setting is okay, mm-hmm. but, like, in, like, when I'm at my grandma's. Yeah. Right. No, like, no. <laughs> it's different. Yeah. I'm, yeah. yeah. So. So uh, what is this beer? Is this, this interesting? This is a wheat beer. Nice! He's been listening! <laughs> I respect that. Good job. So, uh, the two of you have had a wheat beer before on this podcast. You had Blue Moon, which yes. is one of my personal favorites if I can't get uh, something like this from a local yeah. brewery. But this is a wheat beer. Uh, it has a little bit of a cherry flavoring I th- to There it. was something different. Have you tried it, Marge? Uh, no, because I'm afraid of bubbles. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was super fizzy. Now, that's called It Has a Nice Head, right? Yes, that is correct. I do not like the head. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It can't hurt you. It can, like, go up your nose, though. I mean, and if... I just don't like the feeling. Yeah, no, I'm giving you permission to wait. <laughs> I'm just interested in what you do think. Yeah, this Coming is... You. When you're ready, Marge. Let yeah. us know. This, 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 is, this is a very good. This uh, I quite enjoy this. Uh, of... Of some of the beers that they've had previously, this yeah. is a, a very good one. They have a lot of lighter beers right now for summer. Right. It looked pretty so, light when you were pouring it. It's mm-hmm. not dark. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, uh, I guess... <laughs> I know what words mean. <laughs> so this one's light. That, yeah, it's like... The not dark. So dark. here's here's the best way I can, I've found to describe like a light beer versus a dark beer. Think of it kind of like uh, drinking water versus drinking coffee. Mm-hmm. typically whereas mm-hmm. water you What's can go down a ton and it's super refreshing mm-hmm. at a time mm-hmm. coffee you can mm-hmm. do that you can drink down a ton but it typically like is a lot better enjoyed if you just take it like a couple yeah. of sips at a time you're gonna you know feel weird afterwards if you've got right. some coffee right yeah especially if it's real hot so uh typically like uh most of the beers that you guys i think have had so far would go would be lagers that's what mm. like all of your budweisers and your bushes and all that stuff are uh loggers are very very light beers uh that is why they are mm-hmm. affectionately known by the name piss water <laughs> yes. uh-huh. uh you can find some you can find some good loggers uh especially and like now i don't want any more thank you <laughs> but that's not a lager that's not a lager that is a, that is a wheat beer very um pale wheat yeah. yeah yeah and uh and then you know once you go up from there uh then you can find ales ales have like a bit wide range of you know how light or heavy they can be you know you can have like your uh, darker brown ales that are pretty heavy or like your lighter uh pale ales or amber ales that tend pale to be like... ale is just fun to say it is yeah, it is and then your really heavy ones are like uh, your stouts and your porters that will mm-hmm. tend to have like uh, sometimes even like a coffee or a chocolatey flavor. Now I do want to get one of those on the 
podcast here sometime because those are some of my favorites too. I've had mm-hmm. some of those really dark ones. Yeah, yeah, they they are they're pretty good if you uh, if you like that kind of thing. I'm I mean, not a coffee drinker. That's I was going to say that is the way to endear me to you is taste <laughs> like coffee or chocolate. If if so, I'm just saying. If, if so, you will like people if they taste like coffee or chocolate. No, I didn't say because... anything about people. It, yeah, your grammar there was confusing. Yeah, the, yes. the grammar implied that. <clears throat> but context. Not, you gotta, but context. You gotta... <laughs> I'm going to get a new podcast host. <laughs> Sassy. <laughs> Here, we, we can start our I'm own. I'm sorry. <laughs> Cheers. So sorry. No. Yeah, but then the problem is neither of us are edit. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> so, David, how did you start learning about beer? Just starting to go to... Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, a couple of buddies of mine, uh, you know, have are older than me and have been drinking beer for a lot longer than I have. I think I've only really been drinking it for about a year now. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, we've uh, made a habit of going to a few breweries, uh, you know, on like a monthly, maybe a little more often every once in a while basis mm-hmm. and uh, just trying a bunch of things. So That's a it's... fun friend thing to do. It is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Yeah. At so. least that's what I'm, I'm, I've never done it. So I'm assuming it's I've never fun. had friends. Otherwise, yeah. Marge mm-hmm. and I don't get out much. So there, there you go. See, maybe, maybe sometime all the three of us we can go we down should. to Old Bridgeview and right? we can try out some stuff. Yeah, cool. How old are you now, David? I'm 23. Okay, I think I knew that. How old are you it's now, just, Lisa? Shut up. <laughs> I'll take you nerds to go drinking sometime. Mm-hmm. Like we're, we're, we like can I'm drive. Literally old enough to be your mother. I but on, yes, I am. You'd have been I, 15. Yeah, that happens. I mean, yeah. it would have been really sad, but it happens. She's not wrong. Drink your beer, Marge. I did. It's good. Yeah? Just I mean, more. Telling me what to Thank do. That's <laughs> I can edit you however I want to. That is so true. Be she careful. has all the power. I'll be nice. <laughs> good idea. We did not just have David on to talk about beer. Although it is a bonus, kind of for did. sure. It is an absolute bonus. I, I am, I've learned a lot. So I am by no means an expert on beer. Like I said, I've only been drinking beer for about a year now. There. Yeah, I, well, me too. So we're just we're getting started at about the same time. Hey, cheers to that. Cheers. Dink it. Sink it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Dink it, sink it. That's a thing. Don't look at me like I just made that up. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Thank you. I like it. Thank you. Yeah, what other place did we have for David? What other place? Plans. Oh. Plans. We had plans for him to tell us every of the secrets, right? Every of his secrets. That was the literal reason that we had you on. So I hope you made a list. I, I, I do have I do have some written down here. This is the podcast on which we divulge every of our secrets. Okay. So if you've been listening and you know this. Uh, I, and, I do know this. Yeah, so you just have to keep up. Okay, so I'll, go ahead. I, I'll I'll try to. Okay, uh, for starting sure. alphabetically. Uh, let's <laughs> see here. Um, aardvarks make me squeamish. Hey, that's answering one of my questions I had for you later. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. That was just like you know you said alphabetical. Yeah. So, so you don't like watching Arthur on Channel Nine? No, I, I loved Arthur. Well, good because it's one of the best shows ever made yeah. until the last couple of seasons, and then they're just. <laughs> but before yeah. that, good stuff. Yeah. Why is there so much hostility right now? It's the beer. <laughs> beer! <laughs> beer rage. <laughs> so, David, welcome to Lord Beer Me Strike. Thank you. Thank you. I, I'm excited to be here. So, I guess I should uh, start off by uh, 
kind of telling the audience a little bit of, uh, you know, how I know you two. That's since. what I was going to say. That would make sense. Why did we invite you on here? Why did Some you rando invite me off on? The street. Why did yeah. you invite me on here? First of all, mainly because of the voice. We just didn't get that voice in. <laughs> yeah, so today we have a guest on the show. And I just want to be the first to say, Morgan Freeman, welcome to the podcast. Welcome. It's an honor to have yeah. you here. My, my thank you. I, I'm very thrilled to be on this very prestigious podcast. You know, uh, the Lord be me strength. I, I have been a, a listener ever since the first episode. Uh, so I, I am I'm greatly honored of all of the awards that I have won. <laughs> I just love hearing Morgan Freeman <laughs> say the name of our podcast. <laughs> I want that to be my ringtone. <laughs> there you yeah. go. Lisa, why, mm-hmm. why is David on the podcast? Because I love his voice, man. I just wanted to hear more of it. That's not weird at all for me That's to say that. That's not the right answer. No? Uh, try again. Um, because I promised him that he could be the first guest when I told him that we had a podcast this couple months ago. I thought I, it would be I more heartfelt or something. No. No. That's, that's okay. It doesn't have to he be He was heartfelt. there. <laughs> and he was excited that I had a podcast and I respected the crap out of that. I, excitement. I, I am excited for yeah, you guys. This right? has been cool. You have so. some experience with podcasts, so you get it. I, I do. I do. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. So how do you know us? Going uh, back to that. Yeah, yeah. So I uh you know, I was at church with both of you guys. Mm-hmm. Uh both of you I have been on the worship team with. Uh and uh yeah, I feel like we've kinda had some bonding through fire oh, yeah, on right? a, on a few practices. Yeah, brothers for and sure. arms. Yeah, we've seen some <laughs> things. Especially just the two of us, just over at kind of in our corner in the yeah, and the on the piano and on the keys, just exactly, kind of commiserating. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's a special kind of kinship that comes when nobody else can hear anything you're talking about. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, it's true. Over there trying to figure out chords for keyboard and piano because everybody else mm-hmm. can capo and yep, we're the nerds that can't. Yep, it's true. And they don't they don't notice. We're over there struggling. So mm-hmm. it's all right. We got each other. Or we did, because I quit. Now you're on your own. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I'm making it. I, I believe in you. Thank you. I appreciate mm-hmm. it. And uh, Mallory, we've uh, we kind of like grew up together uh, for quite kind a of. few years. Uh, I, I'm glad you, on it. I'm glad you know. <laughs> she but, was there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we uh, we had uh, we had kind of a friend group that uh, we hung out a lot uh, from church yeah, for we were, quite a few years. We were kind of friends. Like yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> there there was definitely a period where like especially on like we were messaging each other on Facebook on a. Mm-hmm. Almost daily basis. Yeah. So we were both pretty lonely. Yeah. <laughs> Not in a weird way. No, <laughs> that sounds weird. No, I mean, like we would video chat when other friends were mm-hmm. with and stuff. And you yeah. were both homeschooled, so you mm-hmm. had yeah. that kind mm-hmm. of both nerds. Yeah. 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 So yeah, no, it was it was good to have that. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, and uh, currently, I think the main interaction I have with you is that uh, in our D and D group, I am the dungeon master, mm-hmm. so uh, you get to hear all of my ridiculous voices. It's an honor. I'm gonna need you to record that sometime. The whole thing. <laughs> I would love to just know what that experience is like. You could come hang out. No, yeah. no, no, it's okay. I'm not trying to invite myself. Don't read that into this. I can understand you guys have a young adult D and D thing, and it's fine. It's great. Happy for you. I'm just curious. That's all. It's fine. 
Yeah. I will just observe from afar. You're the one not inviting far. yourself. Huh? You're the one not inviting yourself, just mm-hmm. saying it. Exactly. But whatever. I know when I don't belong, it's fine. I, I have a couple of clips that I could send you. Okay. From, uh, when we were doing it online, uh, I would record it. Oh, like during COVID? Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. And so, uh, yeah, then we well, there I, you have go. A, That's I have perfect. a couple of clips. Yeah, just so send me some I can, clips. I, I can That's send cool. you some. But yeah, that's how I know you guys. Okay. Church. Mm-hmm. For the most part. And then we had some shared activities in between. Mm-hmm. You guys more than me. I just feel, I feel super old right now. <laughs> it's like my earliest memory of you at church is you were like this tall, you were like five. Yeah. You know? And I just five. thought. Yeah. He's tall. I mean, he was this tall when he was five. That's right? like as tall as you now. That has to be accurate. I feel like you're I, probably about five I, I, ha- I have always been a vertically gifted individual. Yes. So. I'm sorry. I'm a little bit jealous. Because, <laughs> yeah, you were about as tall as me when I met you. So, um, yeah, no, I'm I mean, just kidding. Five, if I would have been like, yeah, you guys were joined the church before we did because I was about just five. Just barely. Yeah. We, it was about before. the same time. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I just thought you were a cool kid. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I I enjoyed hanging out with you. Uh, I remember, uh, so I, you I got piano lessons from yeah, you, and yeah. that that was fun because was I fun. was uh, I was classically trained uh-huh. for a number of years, but then they asked me to be on the worship team, and I was like, uh-huh. I don't have notes. Yeah, how how do how a do different animal? Uh, how in the world do I interpret this? <laughs> and so I came to you, it was just like, hey, can you teach me how this works? And uh, yeah, I think. I don't know, did we do like for about a year or so? Yeah, lessons? it was something like that. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, I, I enjoyed that a we lot. We had a good time, well, because I totally related to that struggle, because I too was classically trained, and then uh, I had to figure out how to read chords to mm-hmm. be on the worship team, so mm-hmm. I did, I wanted to assist you as much as possible in that struggle, because, yeah. I mean, for me, reading chords was so much easier. Mm-hmm. It never mm-hmm. really, like, notes never really clicked in my brain. Yeah, there's a lot more freedom, it So feels much like, more freedom, in yes. what you can do. Yeah. I don't like being restrained. That's mm-hmm. why I didn't take mm-hmm. well to notes. <laughs> Squelched my personality. I understand. Yeah. I understand. So. I, I mean, I can start divulging every of my secrets. I would love that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I guess to just kind of give a little bit of context for me and my story, um, I was, uh, as previously mentioned, I was homeschooled, and I am technically an only child. Uh, I have two older half-brothers who are 20 and 16 years older than me, mm-hmm. respectively. So, I mean, I love them both and uh, enjoy hanging out with them, but they're not what most people uh, would understand as, like, a brother relationship because I really didn't grow up with them at all. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I was an only child, uh, homeschooled. I uh, was very, very blessed to have uh, two extremely uh, intelligent parents who were able to assist me with le- my learning process. Uh, my mother had teaching experience, and uh, both of them are gifted in teaching. So it was, uh, you know, I'm very, very grateful to have had a really good homeschooling environment uh, as far as learning goes. And uh both of them, both of my parents, that is, were very intelligent as well. Mm-hmm. So that helped with just the genetics factor of I yeah. was able to pick up information and learn it fairly effectively. It so. sure doesn't hurt. I kind of wanted your parents to both just like teach me too. <laughs> like a little bit intimidated. But. Uh, Mallory, you got a little bit of that experience in that uh, in mm-hmm. sort of like 
I guess junior high slash high school, mm-hmm. uh, we had a co-op group, and my mom taught uh, particularly uh, speech class. Mm-hmm. So which was fun. It, it was fun coming yeah. from a lady who's very southern. <laughs> I, the one thing that stands out to me is her saying poem because she says poem. <laughs> That's all I remember. Uh-huh. It was and great. It was good fun. I, I don't even remember these things. What's what's funny is that, so my mom grew up in Texas. My dad moved down there for work, and they met and got married in Texas. And then they moved back up to Missouri, which is where my dad's from originally. And so my mom's southern accent is still present, but it's been tapered a lot. Mm-hmm. And so it's not nearly as thick as it used to be. It's not nearly as thick as her relatives who live down in Texas uh, there's like it's very funny to like, hear people comment on my mom's southern accent, and I'm just sitting here thinking, you have, you have no, no idea. idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, especially uh, words like uh, like futon. <laughs> <laughs> See, I could just have your mom come on and talk too, though. Oh, there you, you go. You know, she could read the phone book, and I would listen to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, was very fortunate to have uh, have both of them. Uh, sort of raising me, and as an only child who was very intelligent, I was very independent. Uh, I learned very quickly that if I wanted to entertain myself when uh, when I wasn't actually doing school with my mom, then I needed to you know find ways to you know keep myself entertained, and so I figured out ways to do that, and ended up just sort of developing a lot of independence and just sort of like you know be able to be okay with being myself you know and uh, i think that's the case for a lot of only children uh because i have met very very few other only children who are not introverts Mm -hmm. and not fairly like independent self-reliant individuals by nature so so what would you do like when you had free time on your own what how'd you fill it uh, yeah, because, I mean, here's the other thing, is that uh, not only was I the only child, but we lived uh, about a 30-minute drive from uh, Washington, like, the main sort of... Civilization. Civilization. <laughs> we live south of Herman. Yeah. Uh, and so it is... As I, I'd like to say, outside of the middle of nowhere. <laughs> mm-hmm. It certainly feels like it. Uh, it is, yeah, a good distance from, like, where my friends were, you know, because uh, for the most part, most of my uh, in-person friends came from uh, church functions. So uh, I didn't really have a whole lot of, like, I couldn't just, like, go over to a friend's house typically there there was one neighbor who had uh, a son that was near my age and we hung out for quite a while but uh other than that it was mostly just me so uh my dad being a uh, software engineer for a many years that naturally got me into computers so uh especially as a kid they, he would just give me like old computers or like old phone sets and set a set of screwdrivers and i would just like take them apart and put them back together again and that was a lot of fun I still build computers to this day, and that is a ton of fun for me. Good skill to have, too. Yeah, yeah, it served me well. Uh, but, yeah, or then, you know, I got into you know, video games, and, uh, you know, I, I did read a good amount, more so in my earlier days of school, less in my later days. I'm only just now kind of picking back up my affinity for reading after many years of school and having to do lots and lots of reading for school mm-hmm. but uh, required reading is the worst i'm conflicted on my feelings about that because on the one hand 
especially for kids who don't naturally have an affinity for reading, having the opportunity to read a bunch of really good books when you're in school might actually get them into reading on their own, and that's awesome. But if you were like me, and you already enjoyed reading, but then you just had to pile on a bunch of other books that you may or may not have found yourself interested in, then... It was like a waste of time. Yeah, yeah, then it's just once you get done with all of your reading for school, and then you have your free time afterwards, mm -hmm. it's like, well, why would I read? Because I just spent several hours of my day doing mm -hmm. that for school, and reading for just self-satisfaction just does not seem like the best way to re-energize myself mm -hmm. but yeah and um i think uh a few of the things growing up that reinforced some of those traits in my personality uh when i was about 12 years old uh my mom had a pretty serious health issue come up uh basically she thought that she just had like the stomach flu and just had like really bad stomach cramps. It turned out her appendix had burst. And just mm -hmm. because she is an extremely tough Southern lady, mm -hmm. she was just like, ah, it's just a stomach bug. It'll be fine. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately it was not fine. And so it was pretty much about a year where it was just in and out between hospitals and procedures and stuff to uh, address just the uh, the damage that mm -hmm. that did to her body. Wow. And I hear that's pretty painful, Lisa. Yeah, it's unpleasant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so... Uh, I remember that. I didn't remember what it was, but I remember when your mm -hmm. mom was super sick. That's, that's scary. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think that at that age, I really processed, per se, how serious right. it was. Mm -hmm. At the time, I just knew that it, my, you know, my mom wasn't like around nearly as much, that she mm -hmm. was in the hospital with uh, medical stuff. I didn't really fully process until later that there was one point where she came out of one of the surgeries, and the surgeons actually said we there was a couple times there where we weren't sure she was going to make it. Dang. And wow. So, so did she like still homeschool you? Well, that was the thing, is that fortunately it happened at a point where she had like gotten all of my lesson plans and my mm. curriculum together, but basically I was schooling myself yeah. at age 12, which mm. I fortunately was able to make it through yeah. for the most part, but uh, I think that reinforced even more that like, spirit of self uh, mm -hmm. self-sufficiency, self-sufficiency, self-independence mm -hmm. that I had. And in a lot of ways, that was a good thing. That helped me a lot in uh, quite a few areas of my life, but uh, it also had some, you know, consequences down the line of just, like, that's how my personality developed. That's how just I ended up learning to adapt to the situation that I was in, mm -hmm. you know, so. Mm. Yeah, that's hard on a kid, like, at that age especially. Like, just for a parent to kind of disappear mm -hmm. or you know, mm -hmm. it's like your your whole foundation gets shaken yeah yeah well and especially in a homeschooling environment mm -hmm. where my mom like was everything the primary teacher yeah. and uh my dad was working at the mm -hmm. time and he was really busy with work and between being busy with work and trying to take care of mom as much as he could he couldn't be yeah. around a whole lot to help me out with stuff so right you're just not exactly the focus at that time yeah which is totally understandable I, yeah you know they did everything that they could and focus was on getting mom better it's yeah, yeah. just that's kind of how a lot of what ended up shaping me at mm -hmm. that age so yeah um and and through that uh part of what i mentioned earlier was that uh 
I didn't have a whole lot of like in-person community that I could get uh, on a regular basis. And so a lot of that I developed through online friendships. Mm -hmm. And so that was to sometimes just by connecting with people who I already knew in person from church. Like I mentioned Mallory, we messaged a lot back and forth and I really appreciated that. I had some friends that I made online, like playing video games that I still talk to to this day who are really cool. But at the same time, there were also several friendships that ended up getting created in that process that I did not recognize at the time uh, ended up becoming very toxic. Oh, and yeah. uh, especially online, it's very mm-hmm. hard to mm-hmm. diagnose that mm-hmm. because I had learned you know, what bullying was mm-hmm. just you know, from you know, bullies like push you around and call you names and yeah. whatnot. I didn't really learn that bullies can just sometimes be friends who are narcissistic and friends who just make you feel less than for not doing what they're wanting you to do. And I didn't really realize that manipulation Mm. was a form of bullying that Mm -hmm. I had to be aware of. Yeah. And I, so that was something that like, I didn't even recognize was wrong at the time i there was a part of me that recognized this kind of doesn't feel great to have this happen but i guess this is just how people act so even worse i ended up kind of adopting some of those tendencies and especially if you're an intelligent naturally intelligent Mm -hmm. individual uh, adopting tendencies of narcissism comes Mm -hmm. very very naturally and so that happened a lot in that period starting about when you were 12 around that age yeah yeah wow yeah so then what happened (laughs) (laughs) yeah and so uh once i so i graduated i finished up with my high school curriculum at age 16 and uh then i immediately enrolled in this program that we had heard about at homeschool conventions called college plus yeah and uh which uh is now known in its current form as unbound mm-hmm. uh no plug th- this is called foreshadowing <laughs> <laughs> but uh it really suited my learning style especially at the time because it was very very much uh, self-study, self-guided study, where essentially the majority of the credits that I got were doing credit by exam. So I would just go and find as much online resources as I can about, like, uh, early Western civilization, for example. Just find as much resources as I can. I would study it for a few weeks. Then I would go in, take a test. If I passed, I got credit. Hmm. And so it was a really it suited the way that I had figured out how to learn mm-hmm. pretty much perfectly. Just cram it in there, take the test, move on with your life. Yep. Yep. That's yep. how I do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh it's like stocks, it's like pump and dump but with knowledge. Yeah. So <laughs> Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's how I got been... through college. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh yeah, duh. yeah, that that can lead into a whole other rant on education that I'll save mm-hmm. for later. But... Yeah, we'll have you back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and but aside from it suiting my uh, just my learning style, there was also a community there, and so mm-hmm. I got to make some more like actually really positive uh, connections with people online through uh, regular video calls and Facebook groups and things like that, that were uh, really helpful. And I also got to go to, during the time I was a student, uh, four different in-person events, all of which I really, really appreciated and really kind of 
made me feel like there were other people who were like me, who were ambitious and uh, you know, who were ambitious Christians, who were self-guided mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. were wanting to do cool things with their life. Yeah. And so I really appreciate being able to do that. And then so I finished that program at age 19. And uh, I decided at that point uh, I wanted to go straight into grad school. Uh, I had graduated with my bachelor's in business administration, and my career interests evolved a lot over that time, and I decided that I actually really enjoyed like business management and economics and things like that, so uh, we had the opportunity to uh, put me into grad school, so I went to uh, Missouri S&T down in Rolla. Uh, I did a semester online, but then the plan was that the fall and spring semesters I would do on campus because uh, I knew a couple of guys down there that were good friends of mine that uh, had a room there that I could stay in, and so I could actually go down and be on campus. And I think that period of my life is one where just, I think, a lot of the events that really have shaped me recently kind of happened a lot of things and to be clear it's not all like bad things Mm -hmm. necessarily just a lot of circumstances came up that kind of gave me a new perspective Uh, and not in the sense of send your Christian kid off to a (laughs) non-Christian university and then they suddenly become atheist type of way Uh, not necessarily that um so I think the main, one of the first factors was that the two guys I was living with, one of them was a friend from church, uh, and we have very similar personalities. We get along great, still do to this day. Uh, the other friend that was there, the other roommate, was uh, a buddy of his that who I'd hung out with a few times, and you know he's a great guy. I, I still love him, but uh, he had a very different personality from me, and he was not a Christian. And... Uh, He was also very, very intelligent, and he asked a ton of questions Mm. that I really didn't have a whole lot of good answers for about my faith, about Christianity, and what I believed. And uh, it really... I never really doubted the truth of my faith. I never doubted my own understanding, but the way I viewed God was starting to change whether I realized it or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, just not necessarily even be, just straight up because of the questions I was getting asked, but just how I was going about life and how I was beginning to just understand how life worked. Um, and so as is common in lots of uh, young adults stories, uh, there was a girl around this point um and yeah we uh we had uh gotten to know each other online and uh we got the uh we had been talking really really consistently for a long time and we ended up getting the opportunity to meet up in person on a few different days and uh basically fairly common scenario i really liked her but she just had a lot of emotional baggage and Mm. a lot of just really hard life stuff that she was dealing with Mm. so regardless of whether or not she was also interested it just was not something that she really even had the capacity to Mm -hmm. reciprocate at that time and uh 
yeah, I I did not have the emotional intelligence to really understand that, unfortunately. And so I hung on to the possibility of a relationship for a really long time, for probably about a year, where it was just... I was trying to see if I could make something happen, and then it just wasn't, and it was basically just back and forth of that, and that was really, really messing with my emotional mm -hmm. state, uh, mm -hmm. because I just didn't really have the, the clarity to understand my situation and how it was happening, uh, and... Yeah, so that was a, another factor that contributed to kind of a lot of the change that happened there. And so towards the end of school, I was doing really well. I, I succeeded pretty well in classes, despite having done mostly home and online education. I did pretty well in the in-person classes. Uh, at that point, I went to the career fair and I was getting interviewed by a lot of really big like business consulting companies and things like that. Um, in the back of my mind, I was still thinking, though, that it would be really cool and I would kind of like to do my own thing mm -hmm. and to have a lot more of, like, an independence. Mm -hmm. um, uh, at the time, I was doing, like, marketing and social media for several small businesses in the area, and I really loved doing that. Mm -hmm. uh, but that wasn't making a ton of money. Mm -hmm. So I figured, well, I probably should just go ahead and try to get a job here. And, you know, that's going to actually pay pretty good. So I was in the process of getting all these interviews. I was, uh, you know, it looking in good shape. And then uh, the thing was, uh, I was going to be graduating and looking to get into a job in spring of 2020. Oh, no. And oh. then COVID <laughs> hits. No job for you. Mm -mm. <laughs> nope. So... Everyone moved back home, and uh, all of the classes moved online, and uh, you know everything went remote, and basically all the companies were just trying to figure out what the crap was going on, yeah. and so uh, no interviews, no job. Yeah. And yeah, so uh, the school portion of it, fortunately, wasn't a huge adjustment for me, because mm -hmm. I had done pretty much my entire undergraduate college career online and so I was actually fortunate enough to be able to kind of like help some of my classmates through the transition mm. and uh, be and in that position. And you were still taking classes too? Yeah well I mean like just the classes I was taking along with my classmates because you know, yeah. they were okay. originally in person but then they moved suddenly to online and so a lot of okay. my classmates were really really thrown off by that and yeah just, a lot of people were scrambling yeah to figure yeah. out the tech side of it yeah students teachers everybody was right. and so i uh yeah i was kind of in a unique position where i actually and kinda... in high demand i bet <laughs> <laughs> it was bring in the nerds <laughs> <laughs> well i mean it was a school completely full of nerds oh, well, so yeah. there's uh no shortage but of even that. there you kind of rose to the top <laughs> yeah yeah i uh i was Glad to be able to be of assistance at that point. But yeah, really with COVID, that was about the point where I started to realize there was a problem mm -hmm. with uh, just like my own mental state. Uh, I think I had kind of started to recognize over the couple years prior when, especially when I was like starting to get into grad school and I was just really pushing myself a lot, sort of feelings of depression mm -hmm. uh that were kind of seeking in and um especially kind of around covid uh as when a lot of that came to a head uh i remember there was especially just like one point where 
there was one evening uh, before like lockdown and COVID and everything that I was just like talking with some friends uh, just like one evening and then someone like said something like somewhat critical, which I you know, wasn't a huge thing. Normally just would have taken it in stride. Uh, so they said that and then I went to bed and just just completely just was paralyzed mm. and I was just sitting there. I just completely was breaking down emotionally mm. and I just like, I literally could not move. I was just like laying there, just sort of looking up at the ceiling, just trying to understand what was happening wow. really. And like all, all I can remember thinking was just like, God help, yeah. literally, was just all I could think at this point. Wow. Uh, in hindsight now, I, I can see that, uh, you know, especially, like, at that point and then going into COVID, I really didn't have a whole lot of close friendships. Mm. I had a lot of what I would say were friendships of convenience, mm -hmm. uh, where just I would be friends with people who were just around mm -hmm. me. And that, uh, you know, I've just had shared activities with, but I didn't really have a whole lot of purposeful friendships where we were actually, like, checking up on each other. And you can call when you're freaking out. Right, yeah. right. I, I did not feel like I could do that. Wow. Um, and, you know, like, I, I knew in the back of my head that I could have done that for mm -hmm. somebody, but I just felt like I shouldn't mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. I... Part, in part, there was a part of it where I knew that, you know, oh, it could be an inconvenience to them, but there was also mm -hmm. just a part where it was like, no, I've got this. Oh, yeah. And it was just sort of that independent spirit of, no, I should be able to figure mm. this out. I, sh I should just be able to man up, suck it up, and work right. through it. Mm -hmm. um, I'm and... going to give you a hug. <laughs> I know, I am going to need those Kleenexes, dang it. <laughs> I mean, you're talking about how we both felt. At mm. the same time, you know, I, mm -hmm. I'm sure there's a lot of people going through the same kind of thing, but that's kind of what COVID did to a lot of people is just like break us. Yeah. And that's kind of where you start to realize <laughs> where your, your issues are. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it was just a pile up on top of like, I, I also had just like, I, my top, my relationship with God at that mm -hmm. point was not very good. Uh, at, like I knew God was there. Mm -hmm. I just didn't feel like he was really with me. God mm -hmm. was someone I understood, not someone that I really related to personally. And I knew that that wasn't true. I knew that yeah. like a relationship with God was so important. And I knew, I knew so much about God. I knew mm -hmm. all of the correct theology right. of like how to process through this. It's just my knowledge did not translate to belief mm. was mm. where I ended up having this, this break where I knew lots about God and who mm -hmm. he was, but I wasn't really translating that. That wasn't becoming, that wasn't affecting my life. Yeah. I wasn't really understanding that this was for me. Mm. I think there was a part of me mm. that was just kind of learning this and thinking, Oh yeah, you know, for people who are actually like struggling with stuff, then mm -hmm. you know this this is helpful, and I can just mm -hmm. do all of the right things, and I can be okay. Yeah. And that that wasn't what's what was taught at all. Uh -huh. Like I knew that for a fact. I knew that wasn't the case, but that that's what I believed. Yep. I 
what I knew to be true was different than the lie that I was believing. <laughs> there, there's a difference between that. You can know the truth and still believe a lie at yep. the same time. Absolutely. So why, do you, why do you think you were believing the lie more? That's a good question. I, I think it was just, that was just my natural tendency. It wasn't, trying to develop a relationship with God was not natural to me. Um, and I figured that because it wasn't natural to me, it was just something that I didn't have to prioritize as mm -hmm. much. Uh, I figured just because of how I knew to learn, if I just learned as much mm -hmm. as I could, then I could be okay. And, uh, that, you know, a relationship was important. I knew that fact, but I, it wasn't something that I felt like I needed to put a ton of effort into necessarily. I, I figured that I was okay. So I think it was just, just believing that I, I had it under control, mm -hmm. just figuring that I, I could just be fine if I just like powered through it and just push through just with mm -hmm. my own self-discipline mm -hmm. i could i could get through it but uh That's yeah really good. i mean <laughs> it didn't feel good but uh yeah yeah i so it and it maybe just like it pointed out a lot of uh like unrepentant sin in my life as well that uh you know was just like uh going on just like in, in friendships and just uh in the ways that i was thinking as well and so, um, I don't think that there was ever really, like, one specific, like, awakening moment for me. Uh, I think I just remember sort of just a point where I kind of realized that God had more for mm -hmm. me. Mm -hmm. That this is not all that life has to be. Mm -hmm. That I don't have to just be, like, struggling to get out of bed in the morning because nothing matters. Mm -hmm. That God yeah. has things in store for my life that matter mm -hmm. and to get to that he wants me to get to that mm -hmm. place and there's a journey to get to that place that uh that he wants me to go on and so yeah. I, I i don't i definitely didn't just like suddenly figure everything out at first I, it was more of just a realization of okay i you know god has more for me what how mm -hmm. how do i get there i i don't yeah. even you know know necessarily where to start and um, I think um, one of the first things that I did was I just, like, started talking to people about it. Uh, I, I didn't go to therapy. Uh, and when I say that, don't hear me saying that, uh, you know, I don't think that therapy is the right option by any means. Uh, it's just not how I ended up going about it. I think therapy right. is a really great option for a lot of people. It's just not what I ended up doing. Uh, well, I, and during COVID, it was hard to even make that happen. Right. Not much of an option. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And so I ended up just like talking with a couple of like mentor figures mm -hmm. in, in my life who I just kind of just like dumped all of my, just what was going on in my head about. And, uh, you know, there was a part of me that I knew, like this, this is the knowledge and the belief disconnect again. Mm -hmm. I knew that they would you know support be supportive of me and that they would be okay with like listening to all of this yeah but there was also like a part of me that was believing uh you know well they're just gonna think i'm a loser oh. now and 
I knew that wasn't true. Right. I knew for a fact that wasn't true, but... But the voice will try to convince you. Yeah, and there was just a point where I finally said, you know what, I just, I just need to go for this. Yeah. And it was... <laughs> It was a blessing that I okay. found, I found some people who legitimately just said, "Hey, what you are going through is, you know, it's, it's not God's best for you. We want right. to help you to get to a place where you understand what you know, how much God loves you and cares for you wow. and wants you to have a better life." Yeah. And uh, so, well, that thank was God they were able to be helpful. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah, because I know that's not something that um, it doesn't always work out that way. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but I'm very grateful that I did have that. Um, and in addition to that, uh, there were also just like some really practical things that I started doing that uh, one of them recommended to me. That at first I heard him say like, you know, you you should start being more physically active. Mm. And I thought, how is that gonna help? Like, how, do, how does that fit into all of the stuff that I am feeling and trying to process right now? Mm. But, okay. So, I, like, I didn't, like, go to the gym or anything. I just, like, started doing, like, body weight exercises. Mm. And uh, more recently, like, I've gotten into running. I'm running mm. basically, like, two miles a day awesome. at this point. Good and for you. Wow! I did not realize that that actually really helps. Right? It's, like, one of the easiest things to do. And it's, like, one of the last things that we tend to think of. Exactly. But, I mean, that's kind of what, like, my family is learning, too, right now. This mm-hmm. The endorphins and all the good stuff that can happen to you when you start moving around more. And especially if you're getting fresh air and stuff at the same time. Mm-hmm. God wants this for you. You know, like, he designed us to be in movement and, you know, experience. Oh, yeah, here, I'll take a refresher. <laughs> so, good. Well, I'm glad that you discovered that. That, I know the effects of that can be hugely helpful. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was, yeah, exercise was something that I did not recognize couldn't mm-hmm. help until I actually started doing it and realized, hey, this is actually super helpful. And there was also a part of me that at the same time took an unhealthy uh, twist to it where I assumed, okay, well, I need to be exercising. That means that I need to, like, really be, like, working out so that I can get, like, you know, I, I can look more manly and I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I was looking for that, especially mm-hmm. at, at the beginning. And I was kind of gauging my success off of that, mm-hmm. which was not healthy at all. Yeah. And, uh, it, it took me a while to figure out that, you know, it's, it's totally okay to just like do exercise. And even if you like basically have no external change, like right. you, I, I am, I can recognize that I am healthier mm-hmm. just physically, even internally you know, and, and externally and mentally too, is yes. that it benefits all of those things. Mm-hmm. Like one of the biggest things is that I sleep so much better mm, because I'm important. actually I'm actually tired at the end of the uh-huh. day because I don't have a physical like a physically intensive job, and so I yeah. wasn't really like physically straining myself at all. Yeah, and so that was hurting my sleep schedule. Yeah, and so actually doing that helped me to sleep so much better, and being able to get to sleep at night really helped me to have less time where I was just sitting up late at night wondering what the meaning of everything was. Right? (laughs) Nobody wants that, so go jog. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Well, that's beautiful. I'm Mm -hmm. glad that worked out for you. Yeah, that was was one of the parts of it, and uh, so I had a couple of mentor figures I talked to, and I also just started developing more 
purposeful relationships is that that was one of the things that I first recognized I was missing is that I just need friends. Mm-hmm. I need friends who like I can actually like really talk to more about than this surface kind of level. Thing. Yeah, more than friends who are just like out of convenience, uh-huh. you know. And uh, fortunately, like a lot of like good friends like from church that uh, you know, once I started asking them for that, it turned out hey, they were looking for the exact same thing. So who knew? I know, yeah. I know. So that's that's been a really really great thing to develop. And uh, and around the same time, that's kind of when I started recognizing. Wait a minute, something that contributes to how I think about the world so pessimistically is the fact that I'm still friends with several people who are extremely narcissistic and toxic. Hmm. I shouldn't be friends with them anymore, Mm -hmm. which was a really hard thing for me to reach the conclusion of. Mm -hmm. But especially as I was starting to develop more of those healthier friendships, then I was able to look at some of those other friendships and realize, wait, this isn't what, like, normal good friendships are supposed to be. Right? Like, I shouldn't be, like, feeling down on myself after talking with a friend. That's not mm-hmm. how this should work. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I ended up just kind of having to conclude some of those friendships. And yeah. that doesn't mean that I don't care about those guys anymore. I, I care about them. It's just the best thing for both parties mm-hmm. at that point was just to cut it off. And... Margin, I know what the term for this is now. Mm. It's having boundaries. Yes. That's healthy boundaries, boundaries David. Mm-hmm. Man, I wish I'd learned that when I was your age. Yeah. Yeah. So that was that was a whole new revelation that has really been helpful. Yeah. And... Well, look at the head start. Now you can recognize a healthy relationship from an unhealthy one. The rest of life will be smooth sailing. <laughs> For some reason, I don't think the rest of life will be completely well, smooth sailing. You've got the secret now, so congratulations. <laughs> it's all over. <laughs> 42, that's right. <laughs> uh, yeah, and uh, I think just like in those healthy relationships, just being open to just talking about what I was like thinking and mm. feeling without mm-hmm. like thinking that I was going to be thought less of. Mm. Because I saw the way that I was feeling and the things I was struggling with, and I thought less of myself. Mm. And so I assumed that if I told other people Mm -hmm. about it, they would feel the same way. Mm. And that was completely not true. That was Mm. not something... I knew that wasn't true, but it wasn't what I was believing. And so once I actually started to see the truth of the fact that, wait, I do actually have friends that are okay with the fact that I am a screwed up person because they're screwed up people too. And they they are just as much here for me as I want to be there for them. And mm-hmm. then I started to actually believe the truth that we can actually have good, healthy community. And mm-hmm. that was, that was I think, one of the biggest turning points for That's me. That's beautiful. Yeah. I am so glad that you found that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I am. I am extraordinarily grateful. Uh, you know, I, I, you know, I have one, gone through a lot of those hard experiences, and you know, even more recently, uh, I'm still very much learning. Even more recently, I've had a couple of life circumstances happen where, um, where I've been really disappointed about things not going the way that I was really hoping for, and the way I was working towards them, and I was sort of feeling to an extent like that spiritual disconnect. Mm-hmm. 
And what uh, one of my mentors helped me realize was that I was basing how I felt about my relationship with God on how my circumstances were going. Mm. I was thinking that if my life is going well, then that means that my relationship with God must be good. Mm. And if my life is not going well, then that means it must be bad. And I, again... I knew that was a lie. I knew mm -hmm. mentally that is completely untrue. If someone said that to me, I'd be like, well, yeah, that's yeah. obviously not true. That's a type of prosperity gospel. Exactly. Mm -hmm. It's it's legalism. Yeah. And you can know it, but it doesn't necessarily it, it doesn't, affect your heart. Yeah, it, it, does, it doesn't necessarily affect what you actually believe and how you look at life. Yeah. And, like, even more recently, it's just been a process of just recognizing that, like, my how well or poorly I feel that my life circumstances are going does not does not mean that God loves me any less. Right. God loves me mm -hmm. so much more than I can understand, mm -hmm. and he wants the best for me, even if my circumstances are not necessarily the most comfortable. And just learning that just God works through extremely uncomfortable circumstances, and he is still good, and he's still loves you through that preach <laughs> yeah so that's that's just sort of like a kind of a testimony of uh where i'm at now and uh on the more practical life side of things uh after uh interviews and whatnot and covid fell through uh i started doing i just went and did full-time my uh small business consulting and i just sort of made my own business and started doing a bunch of content marketing for my business and that's just kind of how I started developing a bunch of skills is that, well, even if my client load is kind of low right now, then I can just kind of start doing some of this stuff as practice and to promote myself. Mm -hmm. And so I was, you know, I knew that I was just sort of practicing and that it, it wasn't necessarily guaranteeing success, but I was to an extent getting kind of frustrated that it was, I wasn't seeing more growth and kind of what I was just talking about. Uh, but... Uh, then, so I've been keeping tabs on Unbound, mm -hmm. and uh, then I just kind of was watching and seeing. I noticed that in 2020, the ownership of the company changed to where the owner was actually a guy who I had volunteered for when I was a student. And so then I just decided to reach out when I saw that they were doing some staffing changes, and I said, hey, no idea if you guys are hiring or not. Actually, before grad school, I had asked if they were hiring, uh -huh. and they had said not right now. Mm -hmm. But then I reached out and asked again, hey, notice that you guys are kind of doing your own thing. It's super cool. Here's kind of what I've been doing. Don't know if you need any uh, any assistance or anything. I messaged this to one of my other friends who had started working there. Two days later, the CEO called me oh, and uh, was just like, hey, so actually, yeah, we are actually like needing somebody with pretty much your skill set. So, awesome. uh, yeah, God was just like, yeah, that door that you just kind of mm -hmm. were looking at over there in the distance, I'm just going to kick that wide open up, yeah. and just uh, shove you through it. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's how I started working for Unbound. And that has been a tremendous blessing because it is, I, I hate the term dream job, but it's as close to that as I feel like I could get because I am working with a phenomenal group of people uh, who are pretty much exclusive, who are exclusively like chasing after God, mm -hmm. who are extremely driven and passionate 
Uh, it is uh, work that is online and it is self-driven. There's no like set hours. So basically, it, 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 it's basically you're adults. We're going to treat you like it. Make your meetings, get your work done. Other than that, don't care where or when you work. Go to the brewery with your friends. Yeah, exactly. Show up at a podcast. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And so, yeah, it was it was super cool. Well, that's I've, ideal. I've gotten I've gotten to pour back into students yeah. who uh, you know who are just a few years younger than me. And uh, I've gotten to do a lot of cool things for work, so I uh, I handle some of, a lot of their paid advertising now. Uh, What's your actual title? <laughs> do you have one? So, I mean, it's a startup. So uh, the fun thing is that you start off with one title and role, yeah. and then it ends up just sort of evolving over time, mm-hmm. and uh, you end up doing a bunch of different other things. So my title is senior marketing specialist. Oh, okay. Uh, and Junior. so that was primarily with. Uh, running paid ads but uh then their previous podcast host had just left and so i came onto the first meeting and uh i hadn't like talked with a bunch of these people in a long time uh the only the, the entire company is run by former students and so that's cool i came on it was just like introducing myself and they were just like man <laughs> Get that guy on get, the podcast. Get this, get this guy on the podcast. And so, yeah, I ended up... Uh, it's like the current cool. way of saying you've got a great face for radio. <laughs> <laughs> People tell you you need a podcast. It's just you take it as it is. Yeah, I, I do. Yeah. I do. And so, uh, yeah, I have either hosted or produced uh, over 30 episodes now. Wow. What's so, their podcast called that you're on? You go ahead and plug it here. Yeah, absolutely. So it is the Be Unbound podcast. You oh. can find it on uh, pretty much all platforms where you can find podcasts. Uh, it is also on YouTube. We do a video podcast, so okay. you can even uh, watch us interviewing people online if you want. But I kind uh, of do want. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, really it's more focused on what we as Unbound do. And our mission is to equip young adults with the skills, the network, and the knowledge that they need to go out and succeed in the real world no matter where they go in life. Uh, basically what we operate on is we say that we operate on a questions based Mm. paradigm. Mm. See, I'll get into my education right now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So most of traditional education for the past, you know, hundred years or so has been based on an answers based paradigm Mm. where the more answers that, you know, the more knowledge that you can pack into Mm. your head, the better off you are Mm -hmm. because, you know, knowing and having information in your head mm-hmm. is the best way to go about like actually getting tasks done. Uh, to focus on book knowledge. Yeah, just having a lot of knowledge, making yourself an expert, was the best way to succeed in life. Mm-hmm. And then we got the internet, mm-hmm. and information knowledge has become completely democratized. Mm-hmm. Anyone can look up just about anything. Anyone can learn just about anything. Instantly. Just about instantly, mm-hmm. exactly. And so now... The previous advantage that people had of having lots of knowledge is completely gone. Yep. And so what we operate off of is now the talent that is going to set people apart and give people an edge is how good of the questions can you ask? How good are you at asking the questions that will get you the information and the skills that you need to 
to operate well in the real world mm. and to, uh, as we say, quickly and effectively master complicated information mm. that's just, no matter what career field you go into, basically, sure, there's still quite a few where you need specified knowledge, but in a lot of jobs, in a lot of different uh, you know, business sectors, basically just the better you can communicate, the better you can learn and ask good questions, the better off you're going to be. And so that's our educational model. Mm. And so on the podcast, we uh, have several ways that we demonstrate that and we talk about it. So the we sort of have three shows that we do. So the first one that I host is called Unbound Talks, where it is me, our CEO, and two of our senior staff members who are just kind of breaking down more in-depth our educational philosophy and some of the practical ways that we go about actually teaching that to students and some of the motivations behind why we do things the way that we do them. Then we have uh, Unbound Conversations, where we bring on like uh, somewhat higher-profile guests who uh, will kind of give their perspective on some of the things that we talk about and uh, will kind of inform a little bit on some of the topics that we think are interesting and the things that we talk about. Uh, And then there is Unbound Pursuits, which is where we bring on students who are either current students or alumni who are pursuing particular career fields. And it's to an extent a demonstration that, hey, you can go into whatever career field you want, but it's also just... A cool experience and a tool where if someone, for example, is looking to get into writing, we have mm-hmm. a couple of episodes where we have uh, Unbound students who are published authors mm-hmm. who are okay. on there, and you can well. listen to them talk. Yeah. So. Gonna have to look those up. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, the, the podcast is one of the roles that I ended up getting into almost by accident, really, yeah. that we didn't really think that was good and what it was going to be ending up doing, but uh, it's been the one that I think has been the most fun for me. Oh, I bet. So. Yeah. Wow. So so that brings us to current day David. That that brings us to current day me. Okay. Uh, yeah, I am uh, very much, uh, you know, still a work in progress where I'm still learning a lot of this stuff, learning to believe what God's Word says and... Uh, and just seek after him above all things is uh, mm-hmm. is where I'm at. And so, yeah, I think that really uh, kind of goes into what I see the two of you talking about on this podcast and why I've appreciated it. See, this is why I wanted David as a guest. I knew, I knew he got it. <laughs> he captured our vision. Definitely yeah. wasn't just because of my voice. It wasn't just that at all, or that you were just there. <laughs> <laughs> it is a heartfelt reason. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, yeah, and so I think I've just seen that, um, especially with what you guys are talking about, is that um, you know we as as Christians often just will know lots of true things, but it's not often that we really understand how we believe it and how it affects our lives. Mm -hmm. And we can be, unfortunately, very bad at listening to each other. Mm. And that's why I think things like this are important. It's been really really cool for me to be able to listen to both of your perspectives on things and just hear how both of you process on uh, in certain ways that mm-hmm. I never would have thought about before. And, you know, sure, I'm, there's a good chance I may disagree with you on some things, but that's okay. 
that's okay. It'd no, be weird not. if you agreed with us on everything. It's yeah. Okay. We have some really weird ideas. So <laughs> I don't recommend all of them for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> and by we, I mean she means Mostly she. me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think that's just ultimately, uh, you know, I think why how I've been able to uh, just use my story and just be able to talk about it mm-hmm. more and so that we can see God at work and hopefully, you know, tell others about how just how good he is and how good yeah. he can be and uh yeah i'm glad that you guys are doing this too well i just, i know how i learn and i have learned the most over the years just from stories you know as much mm-hmm. as i read and memorize encyclopedias and stuff the i know like people are what mattered to god and so people mm-hmm. is you know the ultimate goal as far as like our lives here on earth i was i've told my kids before when i get frustrated with them playing too many video games or whatever i'm like Mm. you gotta be able to turn it off you gotta Mm. be able to focus on the people in your lives because the only thing you can take to heaven with you is people Mm. that's literally Mm -hmm. all that matters so you just kind of get refocused and whatnot so yeah that's kind of what we're doing here is just putting the focus back on the people that god loves and I would like for you to mentor me now because I feel like <laughs> you are extremely mature and I feel like the things that you have gone through have taught you so much and I just want to be like you. You are now my hero. And so... uh, Lisa, that might be a little bit unhealthy. <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and give you that one no, for it's free. it's a lot unhealthy, David. <laughs> Only being a little bit facetious, though. No, I'm excited about, like, what God is doing in your life. That mm-hmm. is extremely encouraging to see. So, yeah, we are going to have to have you back on. I'm sorry. So, just... I, I, think, I, can, I think I'll be okay All right. That. Just keep that in your brain. Yeah. Pack that away. <laughs> so, check us out on the socials. We've got them all. We've got a full collection. We've got Tinder. Uh, yeah, what else is there? I that's, have several questions. <laughs> we got TikTok. I'm on the TikToks. We sure. are on Reddit. Yes. No. We, no, we I mean, should be. There should be a Lord Bear Me Strength subreddit for all of their questions. What are we saying? I don't know. No, no, no. We need, like, the actual ones. The actual ones that we do have are um, the Facebook. YouTube. The YouTubes. Uh, Instagrams. And Can you stop putting an S on there? No. Uh, also the website. There's only one of those. And I think that's about it. You can check us out on any of those. And you can also email us at lordbeermestrengthpodcast at gmail.com. Do it. Do it now. Get a, get a free sticker. For the love of everything. I'm so proud of you. I know. I, did I didn't it. know she knew all of that. That's the first time I've ever plugged the socials. Yeah. Oh, hey, yeah, definitely definitely get a sticker. They're very nice. I like them. High quality. Very yeah. nice. Mine has lived on my car for multiple days now without peeling off. Yeah. So. In the dead of summer. In the dead of summer. The dog days of summer. When we're all dead. The vinyl's gonna melt and become It won't matter when you're dead. Window. Because everything's gonna burn anyway. It's all gonna light on fire. Um. Okay, bye. 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 Fun times with David. <laughs> Maybe don't call it that. Getting intimate with David. <laughs> mm. Yeah! <laughs> call it something David's comfortable with. <laughs>